guys in short sports Los Angeles. And this week, we have a show jam-packed with all kinds of L.A. sports goodness. The NFL season is finally upon us. It's week one. We've got all you want to know about the Rams going into the season. Ram it. Oh, yeah. We're also talking <laughs> Dodgers, Angels, Galaxy, and what the hell happened to SC and Alabama. Uh. Hashtag sanctions. <laughs> I'm Jeff Wilson, your host, and you let's sure? welcome in the guy, shall we? Victor Costello. Hola. Darren Besa. Como estas? Ben Garcia. <laughs> whoop woo And Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Bon dia. <laughs> You're going to stick with the lens. Yeah, that's, that's good morning in yeah. Portuguese. I love, yeah. I love it. I like it. So I, I'd uh, be remiss if I didn't address the elephant in the room that is the mask over Trying to lose Ben's some weight. face. <laughs> yes. What is going on there, dude? Ben is wearing I think he has a, Zika. like a doctor's <laughs> mask. Zika. It is. No, it is a doctor's mask. So uh, as you guys PhD? know, I went to uh, to Dallas this uh, last weekend and I partied hard and let's just say- I couldn't hear it in your voice. Would you say you messed with Texas? I did. <laughs> and let's just say Don't that, that. Uh, my voice was lost because of yelling at the game <laughs> and my body doesn't recover from the drinking the way it used to. So to make you sure no that you guys chicken. aren't taking this infection back to now get your kids sick, I decided that I'm going to come in, look ridiculous, but I'm going to make everybody wow. sick. Oh, wow. You're such a dad. Team player. What a Love team it. player. That's Love how it. I roll. Yeah, we're, <laughs> su- we're still going to make fun of you, though. <laughs> I'm the closest yeah. to you, and I thank you for, for wearing that mask. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Ben, talk to us. How was the massacre down in Texas? Uh, so we all know. SC lost 52 to 6. So we, we all know, obviously, how the game ended. So I'm going to focus more on the away experience than the game itself. <laughs> um, so initially, we got there on Friday night, me and my friends, uh-huh. and we ended up staying at a hotel that I would say was sponsoring USC fans. So nice. I, was, I didn't know that this was the case because I didn't make the hotel reservations, but apparently there's like a home hotel for each of the teams. And so when we walked into the lobby, they had tribute to, of, to, to Troy playing on loop. They had a cornhole game out in front. Everyone's in the lobby wearing their USC gear. And so, you know, you're just, you're so pumped for the, for the season. You're ready for the game. And you're like, I just can't wait for it to be tomorrow. So that's kind of when we walk in, that was the first reaction to it. And I was like, this is something I've got to do again. Nice. We ended up hitting up a, uh, a tailgate, which actually wasn't a tailgate. This is one of those things where like they have specific building, depending on what team you're rooting for. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And gotcha. It's a, it's, There's no tailgate in sight. Exactly. But, yeah. So for $50, you walk in and you get all-you-can-eat barbecue and seven free drinks. Nice. Wow. Wow. That's enough for me. Yeah. Yes. I, did, I started doing the math because I like math, <laughs> and I was like, this is a good deal. So yeah, we walk worth in. a trip to Texas for that alone. Yeah, and there was about seven different TVs playing all the different games. We got to see every game leading up to, to the USC-Alabama game. And it was just the greatest thing ever. So we did that. And then at that point, about an hour and a half before the game started, we wanted to walk over to uh, Texas Stadium because I had never seen it. And so I kind of wanted to do it once through all the way around, which, by the way, felt like it was eight miles in 90 degree (laughs) heat and 50% humidity. Really? I probably wouldn't do that again, but it was great. So we walked around, got inside, and and maybe you guys know, but I didn't know it was an indoor stadium because I knew it had the retractable roof, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was always going to be open. It was closed and it was air conditioned, which was a surprise to me. And boy, was I happy! Yeah, you got in, had you some beers. Big, you got to watch the game on TV and live. Oh yeah, and, and, and <laughs> our seats were great. Screen. We were on the we were on the USC side, which was the away side, and we were on the Alabama side of the end zone. So when 
there was action going on on the other side, the USC side of the 50. I was watching the Jumbotron, and it felt like I was sitting in my uh, in my seats nice. or in my uh, couch at home. So it was wow. it was fantastic. Great. So the game itself, I have a couple takeaways from the game. And so the, the first one was that SC played very inspired football for that first half. I was very happy, and that's when I lost my voice because I was, I my my buddy who's an Alabama fan. I kept grabbing his shoulders and shaking him and saying, "You guys are gonna lose." <laughs> and you know what? He, he no regrets. He took it as a he took it with a grain of salt, probably knowing that the eventual result was going to be we would get our asses kicked. But it was fun, had a great time. But to me, there was a, a, a defining moment and a change, and that was about midway through the first quarter. USC was on about their 35-yard line, and I think they were just out of reach to make it 6 to nothing because they were already mm-hmm. up 3-0, and they went for it on fourth down and got stuffed. I think it was like fourth and one. Mm-hmm. At that moment, you could see that there was a shift in the momentum, and, and Alabama didn't immediately come out and score, but shortly thereafter, they ended up scoring 17 points leading into the half. And so my takeaways from that was kind of, Every one of those was a big play, and it was the result of the defense not being in the right place. And so I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, if Clay can make some adjustments, make sure that those things don't happen again, and SC's offense can come in and score a couple points, we may not win the game, but at least we'll make it competitive. And as the number 20 team in the country coming in playing the number one team to start the season, it would be enough to sort of maintain the rankings and to kind of lead you into the rest of the season. And unfortunately, (laughs) I was completely disappointed. When Alabama comes out, they score a touchdown to start the second half, and you saw the quit. Things escalated very quickly. yeah, and even just, before the half. And it just started rolling right downhill. And so it kind of makes me believe, like, did Clay lose the locker room already? What's going on? And then to hear today that Juju Smith got kicked out of practice because he hit a, or he got into a fight with a teammate. Oh, there, I haven't heard that. Wow. There's something that's going on, and it's not good. And and as far as, you know, me always clowning on the SEC and saying they don't play anybody. <laughs> Well, Bama played SC, yeah, and they, they sure, kicked their they, ass. They so, you know weapon. what? Bama, is, as far as I'm concerned right now, is a national contender, and right now SC is a pretender. Uh, I don't think they'll finish the season better than ranked 20 to 25th, and I wouldn't be surprised if they ended the season not even ranked. Wow. wow. Hammer, wow. your thoughts. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> I kind of agree with Ben. Really? Here, here's my, my takeaway for the game is I hope Alabama is that good because if Alabama isn't that good and – you, this was USC mm. showing their weaknesses, then this could be a very long year. Yeah. Because that was they had a freshman QB, and he trounced us. I mean, he he threw for two TDs. He had two rushing TDs. And Max Brown was so disappointing. I was really disappointed. And the first half, uh, he had a few instances where he kind of bailed on the play, where he threw the ball out of bounds, or he went down, and he didn't fight it, which was promising at first because Cody Kessler last year— I totally agree had, with that. Yeah, held on to the ball for way too long. Yep. But once he kept throwing it away, it kind of showed that maybe he doesn't have it, which was a little scary. So I hope that it's just Alabama is so intimidating and had the game plan so well worked out that they shut SC down rather than SC uh, not showing up. Because unfortunately, it looked like SC, like Ben said, it looked like they gave up at a certain point, and that's the last thing you want to see is a team giving up in their first game of the season. And then to add insult to injury, it was just losing to Lane Kiffin as the offensive coordinator. And the stuff he posted on Twitter, I don't know if you guys saw this, after the game, he posted a picture of his son with a game ball, and then he hashtag 314 AM LAX, which was a reference to when USC fired him when he got off the plane. Oh, really? So yeah. he, he was in it to be angry. And then. Well, and you know what? To your yeah. point there, there was a, a, a point in the fourth quarter when it was fourth and one, and they could have just it. taken yeah. a knee <laughs> or they could have kicked a field goal. 
and and I and I thought to myself before the play, I didn't in a million years because they were up by like thirty five points at this time. I didn't think they were actually going to go for it. I thought maybe they'd take a knee or something. And they ran it right up the middle. They scored the touchdown. And then on the next possession, they end up throwing a 50-yard bomb yeah. as a <laughs> touchdown. And I was like, okay, you know what? This, they're rubbing mad. it in yeah. there. Yeah. And, and that's we the turned thing. the TV off long before that point. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing. It's it's annoying that Kif, Kiffin got to rub it in, but you can't get too mad. Except for maybe the fact that like my 18-year-old son could probably call plays for Alabama and they'd still win because <laughs> Alabama's probably just that good. <laughs> and then to add even more salt, Steve Sarkeesian yes. is we, now We better paired, not play him next yeah, year. <laughs> he's going to be paired up with... As a, with Lane Kiffin as an offensive advisor. Oh, right. I yeah. heard that. So yeah. this is like when you have two ex-girlfriends who become best friends mm. and, you know, that just makes you want to vomit. And, you know, you know they, they try to play the show. Like they they're do a happy. three-way with their next boyfriend. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to be happy. But, you know, deep down inside, they're just miserable, tortured souls. You just... Did I get too pers- personal there? Did I get no, too, no, not at all. No, 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 so no, it just, it just no, makes no. you... I think I made it weird there. So I know going into this, we liked the idea of... USC taking on a heavy competitor yes. in mm-hmm. week one. No regrets. Now with the still outcome, like still, still like, like it. it. I yeah. do. Because this early in the season, you can afford a loss, and you can afford a loss to a number one. The Now, losing to a number one and then getting your ass handed to you are two different things. Well, so we'll gonna, see, we'll see how there. that goes, but, but, but I don't think it could hurt. It's an out-of-conference loss. Which means that it doesn't matter what yeah, happens in your Pac-12 conference. You can still, still yeah. go undefeated, and you can play for the Pac-12 championship. And if you play with the Pac-12 championship, and your only loss is to the number one team in, in the first, you're in the playoffs. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so they they it, this doesn't mean a thing to them. So, I think what it does it's it's a calibration. I think Clay Helton uses this, and he says, "You guys are not playing up to par." Here you coming in as a heavy favorite, a sixteen point favorite next week. Go in and dominate by five touchdowns. Let's let's make a statement. So let's get the momentum going, and then we go in and we play Stanford. And I think it's at Stanford. It's at Stanford. Yes. So that's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. But if they can come in and if they can win that game, I think that the momentum is on their side to end the season strongly. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Yeah. But that's the hope. That that this may have been a morale. You know, whatever the opposite of morale killer. <laughs> you know, so so that's the only thing that scares me. It's one thing to take a loss. So I don't want this to be l- losing the entire season in one game. So next week, I think is the, the season. I hate to say it this early, the season might be on the line yep. against an opponent uh, in the second week, week two. This could make or break their we season. Bought next us year. another week. Yep. <laughs> oh, already, they were underwhelming. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a nice way to to put it. Well, good thing we have the Rams to look forward Booyah. to. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Next week is also week one in the NFL. Yes. It's here, boys. It's here. It's finally here. Woo! So USA. freaking oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rams. They started off the preseason with two home wins against the Cowboys and Chiefs. And then they went on the road and dropped two to the Broncos and the Vikings, putting them at two and two for the preseason. We encouraged or discouraged by this preseason. Darren Besa, what say you? Woo! We are eh. How about that? Already then. I guess that's the 50-50. You know I mean, it's 2-2. Two two. Come on. Right? It's, not, two it's, it's is, something yeah. not to be really... Eh, uh, I feel like it's eh. appropriate. Yeah. That's as guys of shorts and shorts <laughs> answer as there's ever going to be. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you're encouraged about and something you're discouraged about? How about that? Well, let's go ahead and talk about the big elephant. Well, the other big elephant in the room other than... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the there's a lot of elephants in here today. So screw you. Go ahead and rest your voice for a little bit here, Ben. Let's talk a little bit about Goff. Come on, guys. We've seen him during preseason game one, two, three, and four. Is he a first-string quarterback? Hell no. Is he a second-string quarterback? 
No. <laughs> no, oh, no. Right Jeff Fisher. <laughs> the only way he can bounce back to getting to the second string and eventually, hopefully, to the first string is by learning something. And we've seen Jared Goff not be comfortable on the field. You see him go into the huddle. What does he do? He looks a little bit confused. Right. He's coming out of the huddle not knowing exactly what to do. He doesn't have that sense of control and urgency in calling the plays to everybody else. And he looks afraid to take a hit. He, he does. He does. And when we've seen him take some hits, and they haven't been good. We've seen him slide, and he doesn't even do uh, uh, correct slides. <laughs> That's terrible slide. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with Jared Goff, he needs to understand at right now the basics of football. And that right now, for him, is learning the playbook. He is not comfortable with the playbook. Once he understands the playbook, he can go ahead and take that command and authority, apply it to the field, and you don't have, there's no decision whatsoever in throwing the ball to whomever. The playbook and how to call it. And how to call it, yeah. And you don't realize, watching Hard Knocks, you don't realize how difficult that is. Yeah. Just in itself. It's a very lengthy uh, call book. Yeah. Omaha, whatever. <laughs> it's a 17-word phrase that they need to go ahead yeah, and memorize it's pretty and execute. Yeah. yeah, I think hindsight being twenty twenty here, the Rams have to regret this pick. And this As is of already, right now, I, I think, think so. so. Because As of right now. This just shows how overblown the draft coverage is and mm-hmm. ESPN and all yep. these, you know, uh, you know, draft who's going to be number one. And they built it up, Wentz versus Goff. And and the truth is both guys might not be that good. Goff's definitely not that good. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Rams probably regret giving up the picks that they did, especially knowing when someone like Dak Prescott, who's been an absolute stud in the preseason, and yeah. you see, you see it, you see right. the NFL quarterback in him, and you don't see it in Goff. And to think they could have gotten him in the later rounds, and that would have been a better pickup for them than wasting the number one and losing all those picks. And Paxton so, Lynch, and, yeah, too. And Paxton Lynch, yes. There's another another guy there. So it's just, it, it's. I think the Rams are going to have a little bit of regret with this pick, unless. He, he can work miracles because it doesn't look like he has it. Because you can tell once they step on the field who has it and who doesn't, and I, I don't see it from Goff. Vic, talk talk him off the ledge. Rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> well, not necessarily rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> but I think it's way too early. Uh, yeah. I think you should be worried. I understand being worried, but it's just it's way too early to say he's a bust. I mean, it, let's say he gets a year under his belt of, of learning what it means to be an NFL quarterback. L- running the playbook, that's something you can learn. I mean, yeah. that's not... Yeah. Anybody can learn to do that. That just takes practice and you know, and, yeah. and going over it and going over it. So I'm not worried about that so much. Uh, the part that worries me is just him not looking comfortable. But again, uh, you give him some reps, reps. You give him, you know, let him get hit in a game. Let him know he's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, and the speed of the NFL is just, you know, everybody talks about it. The speed in the NFL from the NFL to college is just it's it's you know it's light years difference. So he's got to get used to that. And just because these other guys are getting the start, they might they might just be in a totally yeah, different position than Jared Goff is. What if their you know, their you know, second third string quarterbacks just suck and they have no choice sure. but to start these guys, yeah. you know? So uh, should we be a little bit concerned? Yes. As of right now, did we give up too many picks to get this guy? Yes. <laughs> As of right now, um, yeah. But two to three years down the line, we don't know what's going to happen. This yeah. kid might be, you know, turn out to be an, a great quarterback. I, guess, I think we just got to wait and see. Let's talk about some players that are actually going to be on the field. Are there any we're encouraged about? We all know. Are there any? <laughs> 
Todd Gurley. Come on. Yeah, yeah, He's had say, one come outing on. during preseason. Yeah. What does he do? That's he goes a for a touchdown. That's a no-brainer. That's yeah. a Gurley yeah. man over there. Yeah. Um, other than Todd Gurley, you know, I'm going to really look for an explosive uh, defensive line. Yeah, d- think, defensively, uh, they're going to be fine. I think yeah. they're going to all uh, hide behind Ogletree. He takes that command and authority as a team captain. I think he's going to go ahead and take the defense by storm. And I would say, you know, Rams defense probably top 12. Yep. Top 12. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. everything else, bottom five. Because <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm new to the Rams bandwagon here, and I was right. doing a little research on the mm-hmm. team, and uh, I was shocked to find <laughs> have some revelations here because I haven't really dug deep oh, what do you got? into the Rams. They haven't had a winning season since yeah. 2003. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's Correct. a little scary mm-hmm. that, that, you know, they, they, they not might not know how to either. win. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, real- by the way, then, Ben, you can't call us bandwagon <laughs> fans because the Rams suck. So if we're becoming fans now, <laughs> we're not bandwagon. That's right. So they're relying Point he- taken. <laughs> the other thing every week. that I wanted to mention is that they're relying heavily on a sophomore running back, and I don't know that the other pieces are there. The receivers, the, I mean, the names that stand out, Tavon Austin, Kenny Britt, they're those okay. are all... Yeah, those aren't those are okay. amazing, and same with the the offensive line. I don't think yeah. I think there's some work there. You and, know, and that's something to be said also because Dak Prescott and yeah, he inherited and Paxton nice Lynch offensive are line. thrown to some much better weapons yeah. than and the much better Rams quarterbacks lines. are. Yeah. yeah, and then the last thing is they are 100 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. So that's not good. <laughs> Whenever Vegas has you at 100 to 1, uh, yeah, that, might, that not, the worst might, me, might not be pretty. I think we're looking at like a, a 7 and 9, 6 and 10 season might not be pretty. So you're, oh, still, you're still voting seven, for nine. another subpar 500. I say 4 and 12. 4 and 12. Oh, bit. We need to put some action on this. <laughs> Darren, what do you say? What's 11 the record? And five. Oh, Ooh, wow. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you anything you want that that doesn't <laughs> I happen. like it. Bet the mask. We got the 49ers in our division who yeah. have been terrible. Yeah, for, yeah. Seattle, traditionally, we play well against. Mm-hmm. Arizona our, looks good. Arizona is going to be tough. That, that's Arizona's going to yeah. If anybody, I would say Arizona. So you say 10 and 11, 11 and or 5. 11 and 5. 5. Wow. Yep. Bold. All right. My bold. My bold I'm going prediction. with that. I like that there one. There you go. <laughs> yes. Of course you do. <laughs> rainbows and butterflies. So we open the season uh, against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. The yep. late, late, late Ooh, game. Ooh, Monday the Night. late game. What are we looking for, Darren? Are we... Uh... We're going to win. Yeah? Yeah. I think we're going to blow them out of the water. I love it. I mean, we have a healthy Todd Gurley this season. Last year... Todd Gurley wasn't healthy when we played the 49ers. He's healthy this year. I don't think Gabbert has it in him to do anything against the Rams. I think our defensive line will go ahead and stuff him. I think we got it. I'm going to go with that. All right. <laughs> Enough Gabbert said. versus you know Keenum. Ben, you've behaved. <laughs> you rested your voice. All that stuff. <laughs> because it's the NFL preseason show, we'll give you 30 seconds to talk about your beloved Raiders. All right. Las but Vegas before, Raiders. Yeah. before I start, I, I just I want to just make a statement about the weather recently and how oh. it's starting to cool off a little El bit. Nino. And I'm starting to yeah. feel fall coming oh, in. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're talking football. Like, mm. this is exciting. I think that guys in shorts is going to thrive over the next uh, four to five months. I love it. About I love this bold prediction. If, if we don't get that's, wiped out by whatever virus you have right yeah. now. <laughs> Zika, you mentioned it before. Yeah. All right. 30 seconds right, on the 30 seconds on the clock. And go. Okay, so I read an article today that the Raiders were ranked 11th in the power rankings, which is better than they've been any season previous to this for like 15 years. 
unfortunately, they were one and three in the preseason, and I think that their offense looked really good. They looked sharp. I think their skill players were doing well, but their defense couldn't stop anybody, at least their first team defense. So that's Ten seconds. that's some worry. We start the we start the season with New Orleans away, and they've had down years these past couple of years. So I think we're going to win, but really the season comes down to health. Oh and man, I wish, oh, I wish we could have found out what oh, else it came geez, down to. That, yeah. that really Raider. sounded interesting. Uh, but. I was like uh, hanging on yeah. just by the thread. Yeah. Save it for the next uh. Raiders update. <laughs> Health and confidence. That's what their season hangs on. Shut it him in. down. Tackle him. Void. I love it. All right. We got to get, uh, we got to take a break. Plenty more to talk about. We're going to give our predictions for NFL storylines that you're going to hear this year. That'll be fun. Yeah. Ooh. We also got Angels, Dodgers, and Galaxy updates all coming up. We'll be right back. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are back. Ben, how's your voice? Are you okay? Doing okay. <laughs> I still can't little, get over the nurse's you look great, mask. Though. Nothing yeah. a little whiskey won't fix it's it. It's uncomfortable. Doctor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you keep playing with it. Scalpel? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep talking some NFL. We got some storylines. Of course, one of the storylines is the Raiders' possible move to Las Vegas. <laughs> Ben's favorite team moving to his least favorite place. The win-win. It is. It's a win because now I have every reason to never go see a game. <laughs> <laughs> Double the true. reason now. That Double is the true. reason. But Vic, you actually had a good question. Yeah, since Darren is our resident, uh, you know, old school Rams fan here, I have a question. Yeah, the NFL has always said that they've wanted two teams in LA, and this is before the Rams actually moved to to LA. They kept saying they wanted two teams, two teams, and part of the whole thing with uh, the Rams coming here was they were trying to get another team in there. My question though is, since the owner is a part owner of the stadium. How do you think that's going to happen? Because I don't understand how a team's going to come in and play second fiddle to the Rams at a stadium that yeah. they don't own. This is really being in somebody else's house. Like yeah. how how is another team going to come and play? Well, first off, it's the NFL who wanted two teams here in Los Angeles, not necessarily the Rams organizations. Um, San Cronkai, he made the deal. Why? Because at that time, that was needed to get the majority of vote for the Rams to get here in the first place. Now that the Rams are here, now that preseason is done with, now that they're set up back in Thousand Oaks, do we want another team? No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. I think it'd be foolish if the Chargers yeah. moved up as well, because yeah. I don't think the Chargers have have any fan base in L.A., and yeah. that'd be a huge mistake. Talk about a Clippers situation. I think it'd be even worse than the Clippers. The Clippers yeah. at least yeah. have some diehards that are there. You know, we may not like them, but they're there. Uh, <laughs> San Diego, I don't think ha the Chargers don't have anyone out here. The Rams have a fan base. Mm -hmm. The Raiders have a fan base. So San Diego, don't come up here. We don't want you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I agree with you too. I think San Diego would have a hard time in it. In D one, you know, you don't. Want the Raiders here? No, I don't. See, you want to have to go to a game. Want the Raiders here. He lives here. I like, property value will go down. I like having thirty seconds to talk about him. If you think from a business standpoint, if he can sell eight more home games a year yeah. and take a portion of that money, 
why wouldn't he want to do it? Yeah, <laughs> that, may, that makes sense because that's the whole deal with San Diego building them a stadium is they don't want the they don't want the taxpayers to pay for a stadium where that's going to host eight games a year and that's all that it's going to do. So I could see that making sense wanting another tenant in there. I think this is going to be just like LA has been for the past twenty years. Anyone who's starting to struggle in any market, you're going to hold that Use over your head. Yeah. Hey, LA yeah. has room for another team. Yeah. You're going to hear that over and over again. I don't know. I can't come. take anything Ben says seriously with that mask on. <laughs> he he is like a the love child of Bane and a doomsday oh, prepper. I think or something. he comes across more more educated in the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my <laughs> ER impression. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, if there's one thing the sports media loves more than football, it's the storylines that go on outside the game. From Deflate Gate to Peyton drugging up to Cam Newton being obnoxious. The storylines seem to get more and more ridiculous each year. Like so Cam. we wanted to take a step. <laughs> Everybody does. That was a ridiculous storyline that they just tried to manufacture for the Super Bowl. So it's our turn to take a stab at predicting our storylines. Vic, let's start with you. What do you got? Cam Newton. <laughs> hey, that's a safe bet. Millennials. <laughs> Clearly, uh, it's going to be. Uh, I'm so glad you guys brought up that out. That was my storyline that I was going to say. My storyline is that Cam Newton is going to uh, have every press conference come off as a prick on purpose. And then when he wins the Super Bowl this year, is the only time Ooh. he's going to smile all year long. In the press really? conference, yeah. He's not going to smile at any press conferences this year, yeah. except for when he wins the Super Bowl, and then he's going <laughs> to smile. So you're predicting a uh, Panther Super Bowl win, though? I'm predicting a smile at the end of the season. A, a smile at the end of the season. <laughs> Is there going to be a lot of dapping Old. this year? Didn't you get rid of that? I think it's dabbing. You just showed yeah, how old yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Are they going to be dabbing? dabbing? Are the home going to be dabbing <laughs> in the end Maybe zone be, this I was year? hoping for the Macarena. Maybe he'll be doing the Macarena. It's back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing the Macarena Oh, it never back. left. <laughs> <laughs> never left in this house. Ben, what do you got? What's a storyline you're looking forward to hearing this this season, I think, or you're predicting. I think that old floppy sleeves uh, Sam Bradford is going to have the season <laughs> of his career this year. Wow. Oh, that is bold. I said the total uh, opposite. You, That's you said that last season. I know, but this year it's going to happen. No, but this year oh, I mean it. I'll, I'll take he's the bet got, again. He's got Adrian Peterson. He's got a good team that he's going into, a team that was, that was projected to be top four, top five in the NFC and make the playoffs this year. And you know, he's made I, of glass. Yeah, <laughs> he's made of that's, glass. That's what it comes Literally. down to. If he can stay healthy, he uh. is going to have the season of his career. That's I'm going on record right now and saying that. Well done. Well you want to make our bet again this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go to the total opposite of Ben. Um, I, I don't think Sam Bradford is starting, but if he did, I don't think he plays more than six games. If not, I think he plays zero games this season. It's not bold at all. Zero games. Oh, wow. Opposite of D1. Well, here's the thing. Zero. Guys in shorts has been wrong about every prediction. Absolutely. That is a good point. So so he's going to have a really mid midway <laughs> mid level year. He's not gonna be shitty and he's not gonna be great. He's gonna be right mid level year. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with, with the quarterback theme. My prediction is last year there were eighteen quarterbacks who began the season as starters and then they ended up missing games to injury. I think we're gonna break that record. I think there's gonna be twenty or more quarterbacks who begin the year as starters that are gonna lose their jobs to either injury or ineptitude. Where does Tony I, Romo yeah, fall I, in that? Tony, he's already, he already counts. He's an uh, he's he's already because the season hasn't <laughs> Started okay, right. so so whoever the starter is so Roman think, will come back and then get hurt again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and you I, know what? I, good quarterbacks don't exist anymore. I think outside mm-hmm. of like the top, you know, there's yeah. there's Rodgers, yeah. there's Brady, 
And then there's maybe like Cam Newton, uh, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, maybe Andrew Luck if he bounces back this year. And then the rest, it's just a, a poo-poo platter. So I, I think you we're going to see. you got to put Derek Carr in there. I, oh, no. Ah, no, I'm this not. guy. No, I'm and, not. And I, I'm going to say that that's going to happen and that the media is going to push a Johnny Manziel a return? resurgence. <laughs> oh, the redemption gosh. of Johnny oh, football. He won't be able to. He's going to be too busy taking classes back yeah, over back at Texas. Texas. But yeah. the media doesn't care. They'll push him on us. <laughs> say, oh, and then. And of course, Tim Tebow. If it gets oh, bad enough, yes. they'll bring him up. He's, he's playing, baseball. Playing, yeah, playing baseball. He'll quit his stint yeah. with the Dodgers. Did, his, to... <laughs> did the team sign him yet? The, the Braves, Angels. The, the Braves were looking. <laughs> <at him. laughs> Angels yeah. need need players and bats. So he was flapping his wings. In the yeah, outfield. he was flapping his wings. <laughs> he's in the outfield. a left fielder. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's perfect <laughs> for you guys. Perfect for he us. really That's would. Right. Sign him up. Sign him up. Why not? What do we got to lose? Tebow for the Angels. Oh man. Hashtag Tebow for the Angels. I love it. All right. As long as we're moving on to baseball, <laughs> let's talk a little Dodgers. How are, the, how are we looking, Vic? Oh, man. Things it couldn't look any better. Yeah. Took two or three from the Giants. Took two or three from the Cubs. Uh, looked like we'd fallen down against the Rockies until uh, we had the miracle comeback in the third game. Took two or three from the Padres. We've just won two in a row from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Julio Urias is the stud we all thought he was going to be. Jose DeLeon, their second top prospect pitcher, came in and pitched and won a game. Puig is back. Puig is back. Puig is back. What did Puig I tell you? Is, is he I back? predicted. I said he's going to go down to the minors. He's going to hit he 400. Yep. Yep. And he's going to be up right before September starts in the final run because he's going to be playing the base and, medicine. And he, and, baseball of his life. And he uh, did you hear about he almost got traded for Ryan yeah, Braun? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. so what happened? He well, he that. was placed on waivers right. and then a team can come and, and come and claim it on waivers and they can talk about a trade for them. Apparently the trade just fell through so the Dodgers were able to pull him back off of waivers and then he got he got called up uh you know to the to the majors again, but um yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 looking good. We're four games up, I think Eric said yeah, as four of tonight. Yeah, four games up on the Giants. Yeah. And the or hated the giants. giants yeah, the, the hated giants. giants. Yeah. The hated right. giants. Yeah. And uh, things are looking good in Vince Scully's last year. So uh, let's, let's keep it going, boys. You That's know right. what? That, that would be nice to win it for Vince. Oh, yeah. And Kershaw might be back at the end of this week. Yeah. He had a rehab start and uh, everything went well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, we talk uh, about Granky too. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh and then Granky got shelled. <laughs> yes, he did. Five home runs, and he got beat by the pitcher that took his spot in the rotation. Kent oh, really? Maeda. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's that was gotta a, feel oh, good. That was a Lane Kiffin oh, moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. It was beautiful. Oh. Hashtag number two Dodger starter. <laughs> Dot com. That's gotta feel uh, good. Oh man, it was amazing. Did any of you guys get to see it? Oh no! Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did. I got. Time oh, that's Warner. right. You got yeah. Time Warner and Deal with the Devil. I was in. I was time in Dallas. Warner. Asterix uh, Time Warner. Yeah. <laughs> uh good. So things are looking good for the Dodgers. We win in it this season. I hope so. I yeah. want to. We predicted it. A few of us did, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So hope if we can get that one right, I'll be happy. It depends on Kershaw's health. If Kershaw can come back and be the pitcher he was before he got hurt, then I think we got a shot. Very like true. It. But we're taking the division? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Four game lead it. this late, I think. Yeah, we play, I think, I think six games. Still. There's still six games left, yeah. But, but worst case, we're going to go four and two. We'll lose two games to them. We'll still be up two. As long as we can win and when they win and, and lose when they exactly. lose, then, then we're good to go. Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, 
and say that the angels are not going to take the day. Besa? Oh. <laughs> breaks my Talk heart. Talk me out of that. The, Am the I right? angels have waved their white flag. I think the <laughs> angels are done with. I mean, yes. it's settled. It's been settled. Come on, guys. You know the great part of that, though, is that Pujols is just padding his stats. Oh, it, He's it, just it kills me. It kills me. No, Taker so, after Tater. He's so, just knocking them out. So I and, watch ESPN every night for you know just a little bit of time because I want to catch up and see how the Dodgers did and I'm always keeping my ear out for the name Pujols. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, these last two the, weeks... Get it have, right, the beloved Pujols. <laughs> fuck Pujols. Uh, We've heard our explicit every, rating, every time, every time I hear his name, it's associated with, and he hit a home run today with three RBIs. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're yep, killing me. That's right. You Hashtag right. Pujols watch, 29 home runs, 110 RBIs, batting 269. Oh, wow. 110 RBIs, that's first in the AL currently, so... Yeah, no, those all 110 RBIs, yeah. that's all legit. All for nothing. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all for nothing. But that's Enjoy pretty legit, that. dude. The 110 RBIs, I mean, that's you're, you, that's that's good. Yeah. You can't beat that. Well, you can, yeah. but I mean, He, at he his earned age. his paycheck this year. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> he is 36. Did you see uh, Shoemaker get that line drive off the oh, head? Oh, yes. Uh, Shoemaker Ooh. did take a line drive off the head. Kyle Seeger from uh, the Seattle Mariners on Sunday, um, as uh, Shoemaker was on the mound, um, he hit a, um, a line drive back to uh, Shoemaker. Uh, he didn't have was no nasty. time to, relax, oh, to react. I, I couldn't even watch it. Those are never pretty. Yeah. yeah. And the ball came at 105 miles per hour Ooh. and clobbered him right in the skull. I mean, he falls straight down. Trainers come in everything. Um, you know what? He had skull fractures, hematoma. Um, he went through successful surgery today. Wow. He's seeing neurologists. So I think he's flying back to uh, Southern California today, but uh, it was definitely a scary situation for Schumacher. Well, I can I can speak from experience because when I pitched slow pitch softball, I took a line oh. drive off my shin. Oh. And hey, Al Bundy, Shoemaker, so, I can tell you, you yeah, know, when you get thing. back, uh, you know, take it easy. <sighs> when your friends try to tell you that you I have you gout because all fan. the swelling drops down into your ankle, don't believe them. Uh, you know, <laughs> just just work back into it, ease back into it. Well, I can relate. Yeah. Well, using that theory, Shoemaker's neck is going to be huge pretty soon. <laughs> we are, of course, glad that everything went yeah. well, and yes. it'll be good to have him back. Yeah. Although he's not pitching the rest of the season. No, he's done for. Yeah, no. No. Wait, wait, <laughs> you know how you stand up when somebody gets hurt in your chair? That's what he's doing. Oh, <laughs> come on. Who no, does that? Nobody that does that. that. He's better. No, no. He's, that he's oh, better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Your, your clap came just a little bit late after I said he's not pitching the rest of the yeah. season. Oh, but sorry. Thank yeah. you, Ben. That I wasn't intended that. that way. What a guy. <laughs> All right, Thanks, moving on. <laughs> I think we still have soccer to talk about, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I'm going to quote the Godfather 3 here. Just when they think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> oh, are we back on track, uh, Hammer? Let's yeah. hear about the hey, galaxy. Listen, they, they've turned their fortunes around this week. They played the Columbus Crew SC for soccer club. And uh, they, they, <laughs> oh, <brother>. they, <laughs> they came in wounded. They had a lot of key players out, like I mentioned last week. Zardes is out with a broken foot, out for the, the regular the season. Out right? for the regular season. Yeah. So they give hope that he might come back for the playoffs with a broken foot in soccer. Kind of need your feet for soccer. So I'm doubtful that he'll come back for the playoffs, but it's a possibility. Uh, Yellow Van Dam out with a sprained MCL out for a couple weeks. Steven Gerrard out with a hamstring injury. Robbie Keane, he played his last match for Ireland, so he was not available for this game because oh, you know, right, right. they were arresting him. Shipped him over there. Uh, and then Nigel de Jong was transferred to Turkey. So they're missing half of their starting lineup. Five, you know, there's 10 players on the field plus the goalie. Half of those 
those projected starters are now missing. So we kind of needed some other players to step up. We have uh, Sebastian Legit. He kind of burst on the scene last year. Uh, he's had a little bit of a quiet season this year. Manuel Boateng, he's kind of a speedster. He reminds me of uh, Kobe Jones back in the late 90s. Kind of a lot of speed, not necessarily great touch, but we're looking for him to step up. Uh, another young guy, Raul Mendiola. He's a 22-year-old midfielder. He's been getting regular minutes with the reserve team, so he looks hungry to make an impact on the first team. So he even though this wasn't the projected starting lineup, it was exciting to see maybe this is the 2017 Galaxy that we kind of get a preview and get a look at when they're on the field. So they looked a little sloppy in the first half, especially on defense, but they were able to hang on 0-0. And then in the second half, they started to click. Can you believe it? I actually started to see... Uh, wow, we, for the first time? <laughs> well, the... the the team has clicked for moments, uh-huh. so but but it was it was nice to see that this kind of the B team was actually one that's starting to click. When the regular starters all season long, they just couldn't find their rhythm. But in the sure. second half, this team looked to have their rhythm, and it was all uh, credit goes to Sebastian Legit. I think he was an animal on the field. They had moved him to a new position, playing in center midfield. So they had him out on the wing, but he was playing center midfield, which is kind of like the point guard of the team, where he was kind of directing traffic, guiding the ball, uh, giving dishing off some passion some passes holding on to the ball. The one uh, downside to that is he may be a little too confident, tries to hold on to the ball a little too long, but I'd much rather have that than a turnover machine, which Steven Gerrard, for all the talk about him and the legendary status that he has, he's, he's, He's not really on the ball technically gifted like he once was. So it was nice to see someone who's gifted on and on the ball and was able to kind of dish the ball through. Hey, is the chemistry, did it help to play the Buena Park Rec League? Because <laughs> remember you said, yes. I'm gonna, we're playing the B team yes. and we only brought the A guys in. So maybe it was that experience. So these that- guys... Yeah, so like I mentioned, that Real, Raul Mendiola, he's been playing with the reserve team, and they called him up during those U.S. Open Cup games. Same with Sebastian Legit, He was featured heavily in those games. So, yeah, they did get the regular game time experience, so they're not rusty like like they were. And then also the Galaxy having those experienced old players, having to rotate these guys in the squad also kind of gave them uh, the ability where they didn't look too too weak there. They were able to break through in the 78th minute. They had a 25-yard blast from Baggio Husidic, which was shocking because he's a defensive player, and he just absolutely ripped this goal. He crushed the ball, and it would be appreciated in any league. I, t- I talked about how MLS sometimes doesn't get a lot of respect. If you're a soccer fan and you saw this goal, you have to give it up really? for, for Baggio because it was just a great goal. Yeah. Uh, I recently listened to a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell. He talked about how soccer is a weak link sport, meaning your team is only as good as your weakest link, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, that's why Messi hasn't really been able to get it done with Argentina and Portugal as of late with Ronaldo until now wasn't able to get it done. <laughs> who, who has the counter on that one? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so ba- Baggio, in my in my opinion, was the weak link for the Galaxy. I think he's our weakest player. So to see him get a, get a goal on the board and to gain that confidence, just to even take a shot from that distance and be able to, to connect was nice. So he was able to get on the board. Giovanni Dos Santos then added, added to the tally. He chipped the goalie, which is something that he's known for. He's done it a few times this season, just kind of raindropped it right over the goalie. He's most probably most well-known for embarrassing the United States with a chip shot, and it's really nice when he's on your team and doing oh, it yeah. and not doing it against you. <laughs> so they made it close, but the Galaxy were the deserved victors there. They they were back in winning ways, so they All turned right. a seven-game winless streak into a three-game unbeaten streak. I know we love to turn those things around <laughs> like that, so I was very close to pulling the parachute last week, but they played well enough to kind of keep me optimistic. So right now they're sitting in fourth place. They're tied on points with two teams above them. They 
They play a midweek game against Real Salt Lake, another great named team there. Uh, and that would be a huge win because if they win that game, that would put them into second place, gives them nice positioning for the playoffs or they might get a home game because what I don't want is them to get an away game in the playoffs. I don't see this team winning an away game in the playoffs or winning an away game when it counts. So I think I think having good positioning, they've pulled me back in. The Godfather oh, 3 man. is my Here quote. Here we go. I think the Godfather 3 is the, this LA Galaxy team is the Godfather 3 of soccer That's the team. worst one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you look at the Godfather 3 on its own, it's not a terrible movie, but when you compare it to Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, it looks terrible. So the Galaxy has so many, so much history and so okay. many championships right. that you can't compare it to those other teams, but it's still not, there's still some hope it's there. Awful. It's not awful. I, I don't, I've watched The Godfather 3 when it pops up on HBO. It's not, it's not as awful as people, <laughs> as people say it is. So the, I'm back in. I'm uh, back in back. with The Galaxy. He's back. Well, that's encouraging. <laughs> Roller coaster of emotions. Oh, I like it. Is Ben still alive over there? You okay, uh, He buddy? was chiming yeah. in. I like it. But we got to get out of here before we catch Ben's Zika virus. So I'm feeling it. <laughs> that is it for us. But before we go, the only thing better than real sports is pretend ones. And that's why we're starting a guys and shorts weekly fantasy football challenge oh, yeah. every week of the football season you will have a chance to compete against all of us on FanDuel so watch for Twitter Facebook we're going to shoot it out on uh, social media when the league goes live and you want to jump on quickly before it fills up it's your chance to beat D1 at something <laughs> whoever wins this league this week this week gets the mask right Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Ooh. You should autograph it and we'll auction it off for charity. I, I wouldn't want to give this to anybody. <laughs> We're out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Find us on Facebook. Check out the website, guysinshorts.com. And please, please review us on iTunes if that's your chosen podcast listening device. It helps a lot. Even if it's not review us on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it. yeah tell a friend. Figure it out. Review it's not it. the easiest thing to do, but no. it's not the hardest we'll, thing to do either. But we'll appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, anything, leave us a voicemail. 562-450-3356 and share the show. Spread the good guys in shorts word. We're out of here. Amen. For Adios. Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, <laughs> and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Ah! Ah! Ah!